Today's show is brought to you by Active. Active is a fabulous app and robust online community that allows you access to top-notch, motivating personal trainers who guide you through an audio-based workout, time to your choosing with fun, perfectly synchronized music. Whether you want to squeeze in a butt-kicking 10-minute no-equipment workout before work or launch a 5K interactive training guide, Active has you covered. Speaking from experience, Active is not just another fitness app. I was blown away by the options and the fun workout experience. Essentially like Netflix for fitness, Active gives members unlimited access to their entire bank of high-end, trainer-led workout classes. So if you're looking for fresh, high-quality, on-the-go motivating workouts that adapt to your lifestyle, I highly recommend Active. Also, because they're just the darn best, Active is even offering Fed and Fit listeners a free 30-day trial. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription at www.aaptiv.com, that's aptiv.com, be sure to enter the promo code FEDANDFIT. One word at checkout and your first 30 days are on the house. Welcome back again to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am excited today to bring another, let's call them reverse interviews. Should we? I don't know what to call <laughs> The lovely Sam from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and she graciously reminded me which state Milwaukee is in, <laughs> so I could say that, is on, the, is on the line today. She wrote me with some great questions, and I told her they were great questions, and I said I knew that other folks probably had similar questions or could at least would would love to hear the answer. So we're going to have an awesome conversation today. Again, we're flying by the seat of our pants. I did not refresh myself on all of her questions. And so she's going to ask and we're going to have just a live conversation. It's going to be really fun. Welcome to the show, Sam. Yay, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for making time to come on and 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 chat with me live, break out of that the email chain. Of course, I'm excited. This is fun. <laughs> Me too. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give you the baton. It's your show. Take it away. All right. So, yeah, just kind of going back to when I first emailed you. So, I kind of remember in the past you mentioning that you would sometimes take one to two full weeks off from working out. And I just kind of wanted to understand more about that, what the reasons are for doing that, what benefits you see from doing it. I feel like a lot of people struggle with taking time off from working out, and I just wonder what, you know, a full two weeks does for you, and if you could just explain more about your experience with that. Yeah, that's a great question. That's why I was like, oh, please come and ask that on this on the recording. Um, that's an awesome question. It's something I haven't touched on a bunch, and I, I kind of want to talk about it some more. You know, I think that it's important to take breaks from everything. It's important to cycle things in and out, right? And if we look at food, I'm gonna, I do this a lot. I answer like all the way around the question and then we're gonna swoop right in and talk about it. Perfect. <laughs> um, so when we look at foods, right? Certain foods, produce, they all have seasons. And I like to think that us as human beings are pretty much designed to fit our world, our natural world, similarly, right? We're supposed to have seasons. We're supposed to seasonally have a whole bunch of starches from squash, you know, winter squash in the winter time 
and it's great to have berries in the summer and it's awesome to have oh gosh what are the other seasons berries and squash those are the ones I track apparently <laughs> but you know what I mean you go into the grocery store and you see the things that are at the center aisles or at the farmer's market all the produce that's on sale at certain times of the year certain times kale's done really well um, you're going to find that's when it's going to be the most nutrient dense the most um, most affordable that's really where we want to just kind of surround ourselves, try to eat as many of those foods as possible because we're going to get the most bang for our buck and we're going to feel great from it. And it's good to have kind of a high dosage of those micronutrients present in those foods, you know, kind of in waves, in seasons, so to speak, throughout the year. So in that same vein, I think that when it comes to exerting ourselves in physical activities, just like working out or running or CrossFit or Man, I don't know. Yoga. You could. My yoga teacher wants me to yoga every day, so she, she would beg to differ. Um, but there's there's times where you it does really well to take a break, whether that's during the week. You know, if you if y'all are familiar with the my book, the Fed and Fit book, and talk about fitness, I really emphasize the importance of having rest days during the week, one to two. Right? That's really two is ideal. Um, one. If you're only taking one, then maybe your second one is just a lighter day of working out, but it's important to give our body some time to rest and recover during the week so we're not constantly in this high state of stress. Because working out is a stress on our bodies, right? Just like preparing for final exams is a stress, and just like writing a book is a stress, and hosting your in-laws can be a stress, you know? As far as our body's concerned, while there are, are certain benefits from working out that are unique and wonderful and important, it is still a stressor. So if you're looking at your total load, let's just say for the week, again, I'll get to answering your question. But if we look at the total load for a week, uh, Sam and I are video Skyping, so I'm using a lot of hand motions right now <laughs> that podcast listeners can't see. I talk with my hands a lot, which is funny that it's a podcast as my main medium. Um, but if we look at the total load for a week, you kind of want to see that you're balancing out your total stress you know, evenly, that you're not, you're not bombarding yourself with too much, too much working out or too many dinners that you're hosting or too many finals, you know, you're going to kind of have to balance things out. When I was writing the book, for example, I worked out less because I wanted to try to, again, strike a balance between all of that stuff. I slept more, I drank more water, I ate healthier. I didn't indulge as much because I knew that I was putting my body through a lot with the stress of writing the book. So that's kind of what we're looking at is balancing out stress and giving ourselves time to rest and recover through the week. Now, if we look at, take that week and we expand it to the say, for the sake of a year or even six months, right? And we look, let's say a year, that's easier. Um, let's say we look at our physical fitness activities on a calendar year, right? We've got January through December. We kind of want to look at it and decide, is there going to be a time in that year where it makes sense to give ourselves a break, where it makes sense to give ourselves some rest? Um, just like how we have seasons with foods, and it's it, it, wouldn't, it would do well for us to also think of physical activity as having a season as well. You know, maybe not necessarily we have an... Because when you think of season like a, a basketball season, right? There are times when athletes are... are working out really, really rigorously. I mean, I'm a Texas girl, so we follow college football a lot. And, you know, there's times where those guys, those Aggies um, are working out and they're getting really ready and they're spending a lot of time conditioning for the football season. And then they take a considerable break. 
I'm not saying that we need to take a huge break off that's months long, but I think that a couple weeks every once in a while is going to do really, really well for our bodies. We're gonna respond well. I've been crossfitting for over eight years now, and which seems like a long time. My coach told me that the other day. I did the other day. It was a while ago, but I was doing a nutrition seminar at our gym and he introduced me. He's like, I looked up the records and I saw that you've been a client for eight years. Like, I cannot believe that. That's a long time. It does not feel that long. But in those eight years, knock on wood, I've never had a serious injury. And I think that's because when I got to the point that I felt exhausted, if I felt really tired in constantly working out or I felt like my, I listened to my body, I, that's a huge, I think that's a really important tool when it comes to being a nutrient seeker, you know, trying to let your body tell you which foods you should be eating, whether it's high carb, low carb, whatever that is. I think it's also important to be a overall physical wellness seeker as well. And if we listen to our bodies, if your knee all of a sudden really starts to hurt, you know, then maybe the IT band is really tight and maybe we need to start rolling out some of our glutes, you know, try to listen to your body. And if there's a chronic discomfort. I won't necessarily call it a pain yet, but if there's a chronic discomfort that rolling out and trying to exercise and, um, I don't know, stretch out isn't working, then I think it's important to take some time off. Let your body rest and recover. And maybe that's a week, maybe it's two weeks and it's not going to feel great coming back, you know, because especially if it is something like a CrossFit or a running or something like that, it's not, it's going to, it's going to hurt coming back at first because you're still getting into that kind of, you're going to feel like you're starting all over again, but you're not. Um, it's not very pleasant coming back, but the benefits of maybe possibly preventing serious injury are huge. So that's really the main reason why. I think it's important to let our, our bodies rest and recover, kind of view ourselves as, as having seasons. You know, maybe our off season is much shorter compared to our on season, but it's okay to take that time off, especially if it's centered around a really stressful time in your life. Yeah. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And actually, I'd first approach you with this question because I am dealing with an injury right now. And I think it's an overuse injury. It's nothing, you know, mm -hmm. serious or anything like that. But yeah, so that definitely, I think I should just hang up now and <laughs> take some time off from CrossFit. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to be like, my, so this girl, to your coach, this girl Cassie told me that I should take some time off. They're going to be like, never listen to her again. Um, no, I really think it's important. And there's a lot of people that are, it's kind of, it's, it's really putting the ball in your court. I've seen so many athletes, especially in the vein of CrossFit, because you and I both are CrossFitters, especially in the vein of CrossFit. And I know listeners here can probably identify with this. We see people who injure themselves and they are forced to take six weeks off or whatever it is, eight weeks off, 12 weeks off, depending on the injury, because they thought they could just push it. And they thought that they could just ignore it and maybe it would go away because they're strong and they're healthy. But you, you get to a point where bodies, bodies are not invincible. You know, there's something is going to give. And taking strategic time off, taking two weeks off, deciding when you want to do it. So that's empowering in and of itself, right? Because then you are saying, yeah, I'm taking these next two weeks off. Not you're at the mercy of this injury. And whenever it decides to heal is when you you can go back, you know? So you're in control. You get to take the time off. And you're trading two weeks instead of a possible out-of-your-control six weeks or eight weeks or who knows how long. 
you know? And so it's really just, I view it as injury prevention. I also, I also kind of look at it from the holistic point, you know, just trying to reduce total load overall stressors on our bodies. But yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think it's an important thing to do, you know, on the weekly basis, taking rest days, it's important to not be a hero. You know, you cannot go. Well, I don't, I don't, I personally do not go to the gym and give it a hundred percent every time I'm there. I give it a hundred percent. And I think I wrote about this in the book, but I give a hundred percent one, maybe two days. And then outside of that, I'm, let's say if we're looking at four days out of the week, I give a hundred percent one day, maybe 90% day two, and then maybe 50 to 60% on those other three and four. Because I really just want to go, you're going to get a lot of benefit of showing up, going through the motions, and you give yourself a considerable rest. And that's how I've been able to do this stuff for a very, very long time. I really believe that. Plus rolling in mixed fitness stuff, integrating yoga and things like that. So so I guess, so say you decide that you're going to take those two weeks off. I guess then a follow-up question to that. So for me personally, so I coach CrossFit part-time. And my brother is the owner of the gym and my family's there. My mom, I work out with her every time I go in. And That's my awesome. My brother, you know, everyone is there. It's a family thing. And CrossFit in general is just community. So for me to be like, okay, I'm going to take these two weeks off. Well, I'm left feeling left out of things, you know. You miss that time with family or with friends at the gym. And so I guess if you can speak to that, like, how do you deal with the feeling of being left out if you're not going to the gym? And I, I guess this is specifically more speaking to like a CrossFit type thing where it's community based and you have that camaraderie with people that you're seeing there. And, you know, so I think that's part of the issue that I'm struggling with too. And kind of just what to do with your time then and you're feeling left out getting behind physically and, you know, worried about, Oh, am I going to gain weight now that I'm, you know, so I feel like all that stuff just makes it so much more complex. It is. It's not easy. That is, I mean, I get it. I feel you. I know what you're saying. That's, that's 80% of the reason I love CrossFit as much as I do is because of the friends and the, you know, the, you're all miserable together and the bond building. It's just so it, it is. It's the community. That's really what keeps most people coming back to it. Um, I mean, how to deal with that? I don't know if you have the time. You could go to the gym as a thought. Just go and like hang out. And maybe there are people who, you know, what if you go and you just take that time to, I don't know if y'all have foam rollers or anything like that, and you just roll out. Or you do something where you can just be kind of low impact. I don't know if you have an Airdyne. You could just sit on an airdyne, you know, and just kind of sit there and move your body. Be there during class. Still have that time, um, but take things really easy and tell yourself that you're going to show. I have I have friends who do that. They still come to their classes, you know. They still show up to that 9 a.m. class because they want to be there with the with the group, um, but they're going to sit on the airdyne for 30 minutes and then they're going to roll out for 30 minutes, you know. So maybe that's something that you could possibly incorporate is just show up, still keep it as part of your schedule and still be there with them, you still are going to miss out on the workout, but, you know, on kind of the commiserate kind of kind of vibes, but at least you're there with them. So that might be some way to meet in the middle. Um, and as far as worrying about gaining weight, I think that if you're really listening to your body, at first you're probably going to, you won't, if you're not exerting yourself as hard, you probably won't need as much food, but that doesn't mean that you should forcibly cut back. 
I think that if you're just listening to when you're hungry and how much food you really want, you'll be able to gauge that very naturally. Okay, so don't be don't be afraid of that. Um, I'm definitely not a low carb proponent. Um, I eat I eat very high carb, healthy carbs. Um, and so you might find that you don't want or crave as many carbohydrates in, during that time off as well. But other than that, I think you should be you should be definitely fine. Just listen to your body, listen to what you need. Keep drinking plenty of water. Keep sleeping well. Don't try to, um, you know, replace the stress of working out with the stress of something else. Really consider this a time to recover. You know, treat it like that. Be very almost. Um, Think of it as a very therapeutic time off, you know, and really be intentional. But yeah, I know the camaraderie piece is hard. Yeah, that is. And you're just going to figure, you're going to figure it out. You will. Yeah. That's so Um, fun. Your whole family's together. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's super fun. Um, okay. Well, I guess that kind of leads into another thing I wanted to talk about. So I guess to part of the taking time off is then you're worried that you're not going to be, you know, staying in line with those other people that you usually lift with or, you know, things like that. They're getting stronger and you're, you know, taking a step back. And that that's just hard to see. Obviously you're encouraging your friends and you want them to be mm-hmm. doing their best and getting better, but you just feel kind of bad that you're not doing the same. So I guess what are your thoughts and this might be a total tangent off thing, but just like thoughts on comparing yourself to others. Cause I also think that that is like a big thing. And even just looking at the taking time from working off perspective, like because you're worried about comparing yourself to others and you see all this stuff on social media that's saying like work out all the time and no rest days. And you know what I mean? So like, Mm -hmm. I guess what are your thoughts on just, comparison in general and like working out eating maybe that's a really big question but no it is it's a huge question it's such a huge topic we could write a book you and I could sit down together and put together a whole book on it um you know I think that when you see on social media and someone says no rest days and just you know hustle is the name the answer to everything or work harder um I think that that works for a hot minute but it doesn't have it doesn't really speak to longevity. It doesn't really speak to a long-term plan, right? If you're really looking for long-term health and wellness, um, you want to keep being able to show up at CrossFit and feel really good and be able to perform at a really good level for years. You know, you're not just in it for a hot minute. You know, you're in it for the long term. I think that knowing that your goals are in line with that will help you make decisions from there right? Because people who are looking for short-term gains are going to have short-term results. If you're looking for long-term gains, you're going to have long-term results. Um, So as far as social media goes, let's just check that one off the list. I think that, and I also think a lot of that is smoke and mirrors. You don't really know what people actually do. A lot of people will, I'll, I'll, I will daylight the heck out of it. A lot of, a lot of people, there's a science. They know that if they put something up that says, no rest days or just hustle harder. It's going to get a lot of traction and it's going to attract a bunch of people who are wanting short-term results. And those people posting it probably have a short-term result product to sell, you know, in some way or form. 
right? Whatever it is, they're trying to sell something, not necessarily, maybe it's not a physical product, maybe it's an ebook, maybe they're trying to build a brand around short-term results, whatever it is, that's what they're selling. Okay, so just, you know, I think being aware of what folks are selling and they're, and they're using marketing tactics that they know that work. So they may not actually do that themselves. I think being aware of that is good. Now, as far as not comparing yourself to others, that's hard. It really is hard. So I, in the gym, and there was this girl. I love telling this story. Her name is Rachel. I have no idea if she listens to this show or not, but she's awesome. She is like the one of the most amazing lifters I've ever worked with ever. And I remember she showed up at, I go to Elite CrossFit in San Antonio. She showed up at one of our classes. I think it was in 2012, maybe it was 2013. I don't remember when it was. And we were doing overhead squats that day. And I am not by any means like a very, I'm, I'm not an extreme athlete, <laughs> you know, I have a, I have great, I've highly coached and I can get through movements really well and I can probably move more weight because I just, I, I understand the movements, you know, and the kinetic energy and things like that. But, um, I'm not really, really strong. That's not my body type. Anyways, um, she shows up at this one class and we're doing overhead squats and she was just starting, like she was brand new. And she goes, I think, I think I overhead squat at like 95 pounds and I was really proud of myself. Maybe it was 100 pounds. Maybe it was three digits. I think that's what I did. That's why it was, it was very memorable. And she's like, wow, you are so strong. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. And I was like, sister, give, give you two months. You're going to pass me up. And it may not have been two months, but now, I mean, she has tripled all of my maxes numbers. Almost tripled a bunch of them. She's at least doubled my deadlift. She's just amazing. So... You know, I think that everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's on their own path. If I worried about comparing myself to people, then I would probably just give up and not show up to CrossFit because I'm not super strong. For the amount of time that I've put in to this sport, you know, the weight that I'm moving doesn't reflect it. But what it does reflect is my long-term goals, right? The fact that I, I, am, I am strong and I'm focused. I have really strong bones. I have a really healthy skeletal structure and muscle structure um, that's going to, that does really wonderful things for me in my overall health. And I'm able to keep up with my friends in the classes. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't stop and I don't cheer them on because I do. Um, I don't know. You, I don't know. That's tricky. It is tricky because it's really just a switch in your brain from cheering, like, honestly cheering somebody on and not thinking what does that mean about me it is that's that's tricky yeah and that kind of actually brings me to another point that I wouldn't mind chatting about yeah so how do you stick to your goals in the gym so you know goals change a right. lot and if you've been doing CrossFit for eight years I've been doing it for like four years I mean mm -hmm. my goals have definitely changed throughout that time you know, and it, sometimes you find coaches that just want to push you too much and they just don't understand, you know, why you're there and what your goals are. And that could be you want to lift super heavy and get your one-art maxes and things like that, which may have been my goal in the past, mm -hmm. to now we're maybe wanting to go lighter and just, you know, like, yeah, do the movements really well and get get a good workout in. So. I don't know if you can talk to that at all as far as just sticking to your goals in the gym, kind of. Yeah. You know, it helps 
to there's two there's two ways I think to kind of help with that. First, I would say communicate to your coaches and just be really clear with them. You know, and maybe maybe you even since since it's your brother who owns the gym, I mean, it maybe even have a goal setting session or, or chat with him about possibly orchestrating one for the whole gym. You know, that's something that my gym did um, a while ago, and it was just really eye-opening because then their members got to write down their goals. It was it was five questions. It was nothing extreme. Um, but then the coaches who coached them at their classes got to read them and understand and then be able to better coach them specific to what their goals were. And that might have been, you know, a safe space to say, I don't really, I don't really want to top my one rep maxes anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm happy with my numbers. You know, and and I told, I think this was a realization I came to two years ago. I was like, I think my days of PRs are behind me. They are. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I can still hit most of those numbers, um, but I don't, I mean, I'm kind of, I did, I, I'm at that number. I'm at that critical mass where something drastic would have to change for me to go up another level. And I'm so happy where I'm at. So I think communicating with your coaches what your goals are helps even in like a very non-scary situation, like maybe a goal setting sheet. And then second, I would recommend working out with people who are going to be kind of in line with where you're at. I changed classes. I started going to a different time to work out with this one, this one group of ladies when I was, so when I was, I bring up the book a lot because it was just the searing thing that happened. It was like a brand <laughs> on my timeline of life. Um, but I remember when I was working on the book, I was working out at this 5 p.m., 6 p.m. class. And that's where the, like the freaking hustlers show up to that class. And I wanted to, I wanted to crush it. Cause that's in me. Like I want to be able to show up and just crush the workout and give it my all. And then I was beat. I was done. I was so exhausted. I know I was making myself more susceptible and prone to injury because I was exerting myself too much and I was working too hard at the same time. So I started going to this 9 a.m. class where the girls, this is one girl in that class. I remember I showed up for the first week and we were doing kettlebell swings or something like that and I picked up a 35 pound kettlebell and she's like who are you trying to impress <laughs> I put it back and got a 23 pound you know and I mean that's kind of a joke it's the opposite of encouraging people what we think of as encouragement in the gym yeah. right we think that we should encourage everybody to lift heavier and move heavier weights but I had talked to them just casually about stuff and she's like who are you trying to impress go grab that lighter kettlebell and I did, and I did that for a while and is exactly what my body needed at that point in time. So I would say communicate your goals to your coaches. Maybe you get really clear on them first so you, you can communicate them really eloquently um, or just have a conversation with them. And then I would say maybe think about working out with people who are going to kind of support you in that regard. Yeah, I think those are great ideas. I've definitely, you know, when I'm coaching, I expressed my classes that it's kind of choose your own adventure in mm -hmm. my, <laughs> with my groups, just whatever works for you is what I think you should be doing. So yeah, I think it's really good to communicate that That's idea awesome. front and then everyone's on the same page. And then, you know, even if you think someone does have more potential to be doing more weight or whatever it may be, like, if you know that that's not what they're there for, then it's just a better situation for everyone. So yeah, that's, you yeah those be, are great ideas. 
Yeah, it sounds like you coach with a lot of empathy. I think that's really great. That's really important. Your yeah, your athletes probably sure. really appreciate it. Awesome. Good question. Do you have any more? I don't even know what time um, it is. I mean, I could talk to you for oh, days. We are honestly. at time, aren't we? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, want, I have like a million other questions. But we can, let's squeeze in one more. Do you have another one that you want to wrap up with? Um, should I do it? I'll just do a quick one. Go for it. <laughs> okay. This is just for me for fun. Just Okay, good. What is your favorite part of your job? My favorite part of my job, this. This? <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Like talking to readers, listeners, I don't know, being able to interact with you guys. That's yeah. why I love Snapchat so much. I will mm-hmm. never close my Snapchat chat. <laughs> Snapchat chat. Good. That was a mouthful. Um, but you know, like I just love talking. I love interacting. I love getting to know people. I'm a people person. And it is just really ironic that I chose a job that is me and my computer at home. Like, what is up with that? I don't have an office to go and, like, hug on people and wish them happy birthday and bake them paleo-friendly birthday cupcakes. Like, I, that's not that's not a part of my job, and that's kind of sad. And so this gives me life. Book tour, going out in front of people and chatting and getting to know folks and like seeing your beautiful face and hearing your story and what you're up to, all the wonderful things. Like, I mean, that's just my favorite part of this job. It's the best part in the whole wide world. Mm. I so appreciate that because, you know, you're what you're doing and actually communicating with people that follow you and stuff. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure I speak for everyone. Like, it's so appreciated. Like, I write to my friends, and I'm like, oh, I just made this recipe for my book, and she, like, messaged me back on Snapchat. Like, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I love it. But it is. It's like, you're an inspiration to people, but the fact that you're actually interacting with them, too, it just makes it so much more approachable and just everything. It's so it's so cool. Oh. Like, Thank you so much for everything. Oh my gosh, Sam, thank you so much. That's so kind. That just made my whole day. Thank you. That's really sweet. This is awesome. I I think you're going you're going to pick the right path. You're going to figure out what's best. And even if it's not a strict 2 weeks off, you know, or whatever the time is, I think that just knowing that it's okay whatever you choose. It will be fine. You'll be fine. And you know what? I bet I've taken longer than 2 weeks off and come back and I was surprised by how quickly I bounced back. You know, I didn't lose a lot of weight in my lifts like I thought I would. So yeah. anyways, I had to throw that in there. Awesome. It's so good talking with you. Thanks for coming on. I'm sure people, I, I know people probably are fell in love with Sam from Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> the show. We'll see. That's awesome. Well, thanks again. Good luck with everything. Keep me posted. Keep okay. Snapchatting me. And, and I love it. I really do. If I, my husband were here, he would tell you every time I get a Snapchat, I'm like, look, <laughs> so, so it's the, it goes both ways. Oh, That's God. awesome. Well, thanks again for joining. And to all you listeners, thanks for listening in. We'll be back again next week. 